0: Welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. I'm your host. I thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. It is always a blessing to see that people are listening to these testimonies. And I just pray that as you hear them, that you are taking something away about the goodness of God that will change your life, that will encourage you or keep you or strengthen you and build you up to know who you are in Christ. Because testimonies really have power to help us to overcome. The word of God says that. And I want to encourage you in that too, um, and sharing your own testimony, whether it's on this podcast or, you know, just to anyone in your life that you come across. Um, I want to encourage you through the word, um, to do that, which I've got to read from Mark chapter four, and I'm going to read um, the parable that says the parable of the growing seed that starts at verse 26. Um, and it starts like this. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Amen. And to me, that scripture is really talking about, well, it it obviously has a meaning on multiple levels. But what I want to specifically highlight is the fact that the man in this parable is scattering his seed on the ground. He's not looking at the seed. It says whether he sleeps or whether he gets up, the seed is growing, the seed is sprouting, right? And it's going to produce. And so in that, that test, that particular passage and those verses to me is encouragement for us all to share our testimonies, to just throw out our seed every day, throw out the seed. It's not about if the person's receiving it. It's not about if the person hears it, understands it and all these different things, because God is the one who causes the seed to grow. But our our goal and our job is to throw the seed. And so I encourage you to go out every day and throw your seed, throw your testimony out there, share the goodness of God and what he has done in your life to any person that you come across. to the person next to you, to the person in line in front of you, behind you, to your coworker, to your family members, to your friends, to any person passing on the street. Share the goodness of God, share your testimony, because you are scattering your seed and it is the word of God that changes lives. It is the revelation of who Christ Jesus is, his goodness, his love, his peace, his joy, the fact that we are children of God and the revelation of what that means that changes lives. And so by you showing that God has changed you, It will also encourage someone else to seek after God, to receive that same change, that same identity, that same truth, love and peace and joy and goodness and mercy and all of the blessings of God. And so I pray that you are encouraged to share your testimony and also that you're encouraged to do that after you hear today's testimony. And today's testimony comes from um, Richard Roberts. He is 26. Um, when he was 23 years old, he was walking in the ways of the world. And through that time, you know, he was in darkness, but the Lord sought him and brought him unto himself. And he's been following the Lord ever since. You know, the Lord changed him to be hungry after his heart, after the Lord's heart and after um, the Lord's word, and now he goes around and he preaches the word and he ministers to different people in his city, in his hometown. And so I pray that you are blessed today by Richard's testimony. So let's go ahead and get into it.
1: Hi, um, I'm Richard Roberts, and here's my testimony. Um, you know, most people grow up with memories of childhood, and this and that. And um, for me, my childhood up to like eight, it was just darkness. Can't really remember much. And um, then there was that period where there was light. And brings to mind this beginning, in the very beginning of the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God, was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. My whole life, three, I grew up with a Christian upbringing, my parents taking me to church, but I was in that darkness for a long time. Um, I was prone to lie, cheat, be lazy, um, had somewhat of an intelligence I inherited from my family, biological gifts of just being able to kind of somewhat retain information. So when it came to school, I'd slack, wait till last minute to study, blow off homework. Um, I always tried to cut corners. Um, and so that, that, that ran its course. I didn't listen to the warning signs my parents were telling me. I didn't listen to the warning signs my teachers were telling me. And I didn't listen to the warning signs God was giving me through the church. So... Uh, At the age of 16, I started getting in trouble with law enforcement. Um, I started hanging out with the people my parents warned me to stay away from. I started hanging out with all the kinds of people the Bible warns us to stay away from. Um, I was walking in my darkness. Yeah, God was good to me. and I always remember the first Bible verse I ever memorized as a little kid was Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And um, I'm grateful for that verse would haunt me when I'd be out there just randomly hooking up, really not having the proper respect for sex within the marriage, but just having it my own way or doing drugs, stealing, cheating. That verse would keep haunting me, keep convicting my heart for the wages of sin is death. So uh, I'd be going through those motions, and that verse would keep haunting me, and I'd recognize I'm damned. I stand before God. And um, for the longest time, I'd be at church, kind of going to church in and out, whether I was in jail or going with a parent or something. And um, yeah, I could kind of, I guess, I was like, oh, you guys are good with Jesus. Okay. But me, I'm a bad person. I can't. I'm prone to lie. I'm prone to cheat. I'm prone to steal. No matter... How much I want to try, I'm bent to, towards doing bad. Something's broken within me. Um, and so the people's advice I went to, I went to broken people. So that foundation I was building my life upon was just broken people. Nietzsche, I was listening to like Kurt Cobain's, you know, the Janis Japlins, the Jimi Hendrix. Um, as crazy as the quote by Nietzsche, but that like carried me on is... It ever gets too bad. I can just kill myself. I was walking in darkness and that's the insanity of my thinking up to that point. My foundation wasn't built upon Christ. I was building my foundation upon people with seer consciences, people that reject God. Um, so they were all off and I was all off for listening to their advice. Um, then things started getting worse, but in that worse. I see now, looking back, a lot of good came out of it. I started seriously doing time. At 18, I got my first high-speed chase, almost killed me and my co-defendant, wrapped a car around a tree pretty close to a church. Um, none of us broke any bones. Um, went to county. And uh, again, you know, I tried to read the Bible when I was locked up. And uh, it kind of it, like put me to sleep, to be real on it. I try to read the Bible and it put me to sleep. But the one chapter, the one book that had me for the longest time I like could would always keep going back to was Ecclesiastes. And um, there's a time for everything, a time to be born, a time to die. And also another thing that I just kind of like hit me in the heart was vanity of vanity. It's all vanity. And um, that was really where I was at. I was just like, everything's vanity. Kind of do whatever you want. I'm gonna die one day I'm not in a right relationship with God I can't ever be in a right relationship with God on my own I can't and um life was running its course for me so you know God gave me mercy on that high-speed chase I got you know got mercy hurt some time got a suspended sentence ended up going back to prison on it you know a couple of years later kept trying to do drug programs but that issue with the heart, I couldn't, I could maybe kind of fake it on the outside, but within I was corrupt. I was wicked. I was, I was children. I was a child of the snake. Um, and then at 23, went to prison, um, finally on that, that case. And, uh, yeah, God started working on me. It was more evident his presence in my life a little bit before that. When I was really, like, getting low in life, I was, like, really thinking about killing myself. And for whatever reason, I had this urge to tattoo upon my hand a little. Um, I was like, I'm bought with the price. Jesus died for me. Um, it was a crazy simple. So at the time, I didn't really get why I was doing that. And then years later, I was reading Isaiah 44, verse 5, where it said, One will mark upon their hand the Lord's, which was a Babylonian slave custom. You tattoo upon your hand your master's mark, seal, so forth. And um, so now I'm in prison, 23, got that little cross. And uh. something was changing in me at that period. Um, instead of kind of feeding into that nonsense, supporting bad actions with people in prison, I would try to kind of talk people out of committing to the big homies, committing to doing worse stuff. I would try to be a peacemaker of sorts at that point, I didn't fully submit to Christ. So still my advice was off, but my path was slowly getting redirected to a different course. I wasn't fully aware of at that time. So I get out of prison. Um, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do it different. Um, there was this girl that like had strong affections for in my life. And I was like, Hi, I'm gonna try to make it work with her. I'm gonna get a like a real job. I'm gonna do that job. Um, listening to my brother-in-law, and my sister's advice, and I was like, I, right, I'm gonna work. I'm out of this relationship. That's gonna be cool. And uh, I worked. I did it, started my first like real solid job, regular nine to five, and kind of humoring that relationship. Um, she was gun shy because again, you know, she was aware like I had a damaged heart. Like I could maybe kind of make it look like I was a righteous man on the outside. But within I still that, that issue of that heart, some moments it'd be more apparent than others. So it, it ran its course. So we'd be kind of on and off. So then someone kind of told me, hey, get another job, you know, do more work. So I was working two jobs. Me and her were on and off. And then so, so I don't even know where the advice is. Hey, man, just date two women. So I was like, all right, so now I'm in two relationships, on and off with them, back and forth. And uh, I was kind of picking up, using and getting clean at that time, my probation. I, by then, I already learned how to, like, you know, fake the drug test, pass that. So I stopped having heat, like, legal problems. And um, every night, I'd be looking at it in the mirror, and I'd just be, like, condemned. Like, this ain't the life, like, feeling miserable. Everything I'm trying to obtain and I'm getting that people are telling me, it's just like, it's just fleeting. It's vanity of vanity. You know, coming to the point where I'm looking at myself at the end of the night in the mirror, I'm feeling like screaming, ripping my hair out. Um, Well, that girl had that affection for that, that, that love throughout the years I got her pregnant. And again, you know, um, I don't really know what it's like to be a righteous man. My heart was all screwed up. Um, She told me she was pregnant. I was like, in my mind, I was just thinking, because I'm screwed up, whatever it is you need money-wise, I'll cover you. That was my response. I wasn't really there in an emotional sense. My whole sense of love was all screwed up at that point. Um, I was kind of considering having the baby, but then again, you know, I wasn't there as a man should be. And uh, so she had an abortion, and it hit me hard. And then all of a sudden, I was, like, really, really thinking about, like, just killing myself. I was just, like, this is it. Like, I failed as a man. I failed her. That, that man I heard about in the church. I'm not that man. I'm not who God wanted me to be. This is, this is all bad. Like, and then, you know, kind of white knuckling it for a couple days after that. And, um, I went to my sister for advice. Um. And, uh, she, I love my sister, but just her relationship with God wasn't existent. So her advice to me was just kind of like, whatever, bro, you know, move forward with life. It happens. And and, and at that moment I recognized like, I need God. I recognize all of us need God. And, um. At that point, I just had this incredible pulling, this urge to just call out to God. And um, I had this random Bible in my closet. It's an old roommate's Bible. And um, on that Bible, on the cover, it had Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. And I'd kind of be seeing that, you know, like doing my thing, getting ready for work or putting on some shoes or whatever to go out, you know, before that. But then in that night, that some my heart changed. When I really called out to God, I called called out to him after going through that baptism of anguish. He changed my heart. All of a sudden the Bible came and um all of a sudden this hunger for the word just awakened within me. I couldn't stop reading the Bible until this day. The Bible, something I regular upon. I just had this overwhelming urge to just want to share, share the Word of God with people, and um, I went through that that period where God said, "Let there be light," in my darkest night when I was at my worst. Where really, I'm either gonna call out to God or I'm gonna send myself, you know, down to the grave. That's there's no ifs or buts about that. Um, I really I called out to God and it changed my heart. I haven't been the same since. Now, I've stumbled, um, and that's a common thing with people of faith, you know. To look at Peter. Well, look at Peter. Cut a guy's ear off. Three times he denied Jesus. Yet, I've learned, you know, this thing about God's love. It isn't something I could ever earn. And after getting saved for a period, I did go through that period where I thought, well, if I do this, God might love me more or i went through that period where i wasn't as merciful my judgments towards others like god was towards me and how god chooses the least of us by all means you know i was one of the lows of society i had gifts i squandered them i lied i cheated i didn't know about being a man and society standards people like me we go to prison and we live short lives and that's I wouldn't be alive to this day if it wasn't for Jesus and his impact in my life. And um, that's that thing I live for now, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power to change someone's corrupt, reprobate heart, something that's just nasty and filthy, only good for burning and into something golden. Heart of flesh, something responsive, something with God's laws written upon it to where I watch my lips with what I say i carry myself with integrity i go the extra mile if my enemy hits me i turn the other cheek i bless my enemies i love the brotherhood and i'm attentive in church i don't need no chemicals i i walk with integrity and with my relationships with god that's the most important relationship of all and also my relationship with those around me i love my neighbor i love my enemies um, if I can change somebody like me, there's really nobody he can't change. They really submit to him and call out to him, and uh, that's just that that word I want to give to anybody out there. I didn't know what's gonna happen to me if somebody were to tell me, man, you're gonna be on fire for Jesus. You're gonna be wearing Christian shirts. You're gonna be street preaching with some others. You know, you're gonna be. I'd be like, I'd be laughing. I'd be thinking like they some crazy stuff. Um, it's the whole mystery of faith. And there's many of us, who knows, maybe you're listening right now hearing this and you're like, ah, yeah, that Jesus thing. Uh, but it's night, one moment. You may call out on faith and really believe in the name of Jesus. And that miracle happens when he changes your heart. It's something man can't do because man can't change your heart. We can maybe try from the outside, you know, we could even try to program our thinking. But to really change your heart is something no man's hands can do, only God's hands. And God's hands are so quick. And sometimes it seems like in, everything seems to be so coincidental, but there's no such thing as an accident. And our courses right now, thank God there's a loving God up above directing our paths. You call out to him. It's such a great thing to abide in his love. Shalom. And I hope my words help edify you, help build you up, and help strengthen you in these uncertain times. God bless.
0: Amen. And I have a question too, uh Richard. Yeah. For some so for someone who could be like, you know, going through stumbling, trying, stumbling, trying, um, to do what's right, but they're constantly stumbling. How how would you encourage them, you know, if they're that person? that place in their journey
1: hi well i'd say just like this with a parent with their kids when their kids are learning how to walk do they give up on them a good parent doesn't give up when their kids are learning how to walk and it says in isaiah 55 verse 3 in the king james version you know how god will give you the sure mercies of david and that that means like it's it's steadfast love it's love he's not going to remove and it's a love for a father to a son the greatest father to any one of his children. You know, just as like our earthly parents think about how good earthly parents love their children, God will love you greater than. He loves you in a perfect way. And he knows how to help you when you're stumbling, whether it's encouragement, you know, he pours down grace upon you, not because you deserve it. You're caught up in something sick and you are keep feeding the fruits of the flesh. God pours grace on you anyways. Mercy, not judgment. Like the woman caught in adultery. Um, and that's just that, that main thing. That understanding of you know, God is your father. And if he loves you, he wants what's best for you. And he wants you to grow upwards. You know, like how plants grow up towards the light. So whatever it is, and God knows perfectly how to use circumstances in your life to help our posture. And that's that main thing is sometimes just sitting and being still and understanding God is God.
0: Amen. I appreciate you um, sharing that and saying those things. That is very encouraging. So I thank you, too, for your testimony today, Richard. It's been such a blessing to hear it.
1: Yeah, God bless you. It's powerful your how you've been obedient and how God's using you. Don't despise the day of small beginnings, you know. I was telling Zerubbabel. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool how God uses us us little people to do big things. So Amen. <laughs> we can't take the glory because it's like and that's that beauty too. We can just boast in God. Like, hey, I'm a small person, you know, but that little God's gonna multiply it like I was using you.
0: Amen. Praise God. So true. <laughs> the, Thank battles you for the, that, the battle's the
1: Lords. The battle's the Lords.
0: Yes it is. Yes it is Shalom. Amen. Amen. Shalom. If you're blessed by Richard's testimony, I would love to hear from you and just know how the Lord has helped you, improved you, and strengthened you through the testimony today that Richard shared. You can reach out on Instagram at My Testimony Podcast or on our website, my testimonypodcast.com. And then just share with us. Let us know what you are taking away from the testimonies on this podcast. It's only going to encourage more people to share their testimony as well. And so I pray that the Lord has blessed you by today's episode and that he continues to bless you in all ways of your life, in your family's life, and in your friend's life, and anyone that you may know. And so I pray that you continue to share your testimonies of faith. And until next time, I'm Takia, your host. Have a great day.